Hey y'all, hey. Are you drinking your water? Are you minding your business? I love to see it. Welcome to Hydrated and Healed, a podcast series that combines a full glass of real life conversations with a nourishing splash of healing. There's so much chaos happening in the world and possibly in your personal life. I'm Angel Glassell, and my goal is to help you navigate the chaos by staying hydrated and healed. Hey, I had to take a week off, y'all. I needed to recharge, reset, and can we normalize taking some time for yourself? Because it's okay, and it's going to be okay. If you have watched an episode, left me a comment, subscribed, all that, approached me and said, hey girl, I watched your podcast episode. It is so good. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I don't know why this is in my spirit, but I want to say for anybody who is out there and you feel like this is a desire, it could be anything, something that you're, you are just feeling pulled in your heart and your spirit to do, do it, pray about it, and do it. And don't worry about all of the logistics. Like, use what you got and do it. And worry Worry about how God is going to show up for you. Don't worry about how it's going to come together. Yeah. So, and if you haven't yet, go ahead and like, review, comment, subscribe, share, all that. And if you have topic suggestions, like because this is a lifelong process, send them my way. I will drop the email down below. Send it, okay? Because we what? Hydrated and healed. Mm. Okay, so hopefully you are caught up, okay? For today's episode, I am going to make a lot of references to episode two, The Pressure. The one that uh, everybody was like, girl, you didn't even, like you strapped us in and then we just took off. You didn't even like gradually get us there. You was like, let's go. Today is not going to be as, but I am going to make a lot of references and use those examples just because I want to generate conversation about something that I have been guilty of doing. All right. So for all my people that's dating, this for us. Okay. Let's let's have a conversation. So, have you ever heard of the term or phrase hasty generalization? And it's when you make a claim based off of a small amount of evidence. So, what this has looked like for me is categorizing a group of people based off of my interactions with one or two people. Mm-hmm. Because we know that the dating pool is ghetto. Very much so. I watched a TikTok and the girl was like, Jesus, she was praying. And she said, Jesus, my boy, with all due respect, 
This is not your best work. This is not your best work. It's a lot going on. A lot. And even being in the dating pool, I'm like, I don't belong here. Lord, I don't belong here. I just need for you. Come on. I ain't trying to rush you, but come on. Let's go. But what about if we actually took the stance? Because y'all know, hydrated and healed. I'm always going back to self. Like, you know, it's not you, it's me. So figuring out how we are showing up to the dating pool. Because maybe if we did that, it would help some of the pee get out, get out the waddle. All right. So let's dig into it because y'all know I like to share experiences and then I also like to give you insights about how I navigated it and then maybe that will help you. So grab your water, grab your business, grab a friend, and let's get into it. Okay. Mm. All right. So I want to start with my ex, right? So we're going to talk about how he plays and contributed to this whole idea of my hasty generalizations. My ex was tall. I mean, like, tall, tall. Okay? Tall, light, bright. Um, at the time, he had hair, and then he eventually, like, cut his hair. He wasn't athletic. Like, he wasn't in the gym, but he was slim. Um, nice body. Mm-hmm. So those were the things that attracted me to him, right? Because you know how everybody says, oh, what's your type? That's my type. That's what I like. Now, I do not discriminate now. Back then, I kind of did, but then I didn't, and I'm going to get into that. But that's just what I like, okay? And the thing that made me shy away from him was the fact that I was involved in church and he would attend church, but he didn't make that decision for himself. I felt like he was doing it for me. Um, and so after him, like I kind of went through this series of situationships that I'm going to get into. So when I ended things with him, Situationship one came about. Now, he was completely opposite. He was chocolate. He had a nice body and he was a creative. So he was into like the arts, fashion. He wanted to be an actor. And he was heavily involved in church. Like all the ministries you could think of, he was in it. And that is what made me go, hmm, all right, let's see. Let's see what this could be. Um, I will say not my type, but I was open to it for the sake of that he was involved in church and just kind of trying to break out of my shell, but not really wanting to. So we know how that ended. And I will tiptoe into it in a sec. So then I met situationship number two. So situationship number two, I met him while I was in need of a phone. I went to Verizon trying to purchase a phone, get my own phone plan set up. 
and my aunt actually noticed that he was checking me out. And if I'm honest, I was on a mission. I need a phone. I ain't got time. And she pointed him out, and I looked at him, and I said, mm, he's not my type. And she said, well, you know, just kind of get out of your shell a little bit and just get to know him and see. So I was like, all right. So he was shorter than me, not super short, but like shorter than me. And he, he had some meat on his bones. He wasn't obese, but he had some meat on his bones. And also after getting to know him a little bit more, he was a part of frat life. So he was a Q. And we know how that ended. And so again, just kind of being in the space of like trying to get out of my box in terms of like my type and what I like. Yeah, here you go. So then situationship number three came about and he was shorter than me, um, had some meat on his bones, not fat, but just, you know, had some meat on his bones. And he was light-skinned, short-cut. Uh, situationship number two had a shortcut, too. Um, and so one of the things that I really liked about him was that he was in church. I mean, if you've listened to episode two, we know that he was a pastor. And so I really liked that. And we know how that ended. And I told y'all, I was being raggedy. I was being real raggedy. And so after going through these situationships and my ex, what I didn't know at the time was that hasty generalizations were being birthed. And so I kind of went on this like phase of, you know, like, okay, I'm date myself. I'm gonna figure this out because the math ain't mathing and I need to figure out what's going on, right? That's when the hydrated and healed journey kind of started. Then I kind of went back to like the OG hasty generalization. So I am a proud member of a blended family. So I am my mom's only child, and then my bonus dad has three. So I have three bonus siblings. And how they met was I was in high school, and my mom was super strict. She had to meet everybody's parents, okay? Mom, can I go to my friend's house? Yeah, I'm coming. Let me come meet the parents. And so I asked her if I can go to my friend's house, who is now my bonus sister. And they meet. They date they get married now i'm gonna say this my parents did the best they could with what they had i believe now looking back that it was just new like bridging two families together and just navigating that and like everybody they experience hiccups and boom but we made it to the other side honey we made it to the other side and I wouldn't trade them for the world. Like, I love my bonus dad. I love my bonus siblings. Honey, don't come for them or I'm coming for you. I will say that at the time when I was before my hydrated and healed journey kind of came about, I was not playing. If you were a man and you had children, I was not dating you. Don't even. 
and I would make statements like, oh, well, he got kids and he got baby mama drama and I ain't got time. And like I said, I slap them kids and the mama and I ain't got time. So I'm just not going to do it. And so now, kind of being in a different space, my statements have changed. So I gave you a little bit of insight about where my hasty generalization came from in terms of like dating somebody who has children. And before I hit on that a little bit more, I want to go back to the first hasty generalization with the ex and um, the situationships. So when it came to my ex, um, I, I can't really say that there was a hasty generalization there only because it was still kind of new. He was like my first real boyfriend. But I will say that a part of me was like, oh, like he's kind of like a pretty boy. So you got to be careful with the pretty boys. And it wasn't even like as serious as the other hasty generalizations that I'm going to go into. Um, but I kind of wanted to touch on that a little bit because... You know, that is my type, um, but not being in a space to be like, okay, well, if he's a pretty boy, then don't talk to him, right? And stay with me because I'm going to hit on that a little bit more. So kind of hasty generalization, but not really because it wasn't rooted in me like how the other ones were. So situationship number one, the chocolate involved in the arts acting modeling all of that so when he came out that he was gay y'all i ain't even front i was like oh okay so now we got to look at the men in the church and if he is involved in church and he's in all these ministries honey you better watch out because i'm the math may not be mathing i don't know and I kind of went through like a series of conversations with people and how my mom, because my mama always say you got to find a good man in church. And I would always be like, girl, no, them the worst ones. Them are the worst ones. Do not run. Go the other way. Shy away from them. And it would be a couple of conversations before I took that off the table um, in terms of not using that to be a place of fear, but a place of, okay, now you really just need to vet a person and really get to know them before making a decision about them. And yeah, I just kind of went through like a series of conversations with people like, you know, mm, I don't know before making the decision that I no longer want to show up in a scared place, like I want to be in a healthier place. So now let's hit on situationship number two. Y'all, it was so bad to the point that when I would drive past a Verizon, I would be like, mm, mm, them people at Verizon, you gotta be careful, you gotta watch out for them, cause they may lie. They may take you to the Walgreens and, and try to talk you into buying a plan B. It was a lot, y'all. They may have a secret life. They may tell you one thing and maybe doing another thing. And what really 
broke me out of that was having a conversation with my friend who said we were um we were out somewhere and they had me on a dating site and I tell y'all I hate dating sites I just hate them I just don't like them at all okay another episode for another day but we were scrolling through and there was a man who was nice looking and I want to say he had it on his profile that he worked at Verizon and I said, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. And they were all looking at me like, why? And I said, because if he works at Verizon, he's going to be this, he's going to be that, and I ain't got time. And my friend said, girl, everybody who works at Verizon is not like that. And she goes into this conversation of, you know, like even just being your big sister, because I call her my big sis, she's like, I used to work at Verizon. I am none of those things. You may be missing out on a really great person because of your experience with that one person. And that was a gut punch. And that really kind of opened up this idea that, okay, you're operating from a place of fear and you need to operate from a place of faith. And you need to operate from a place of wisdom. And so that began to like really break down those walls in terms of making these claims about people who work at Verizon based off of the one person who I entertained that worked at Verizon. And another thing with him was that he was a part of frat life. And y'all, I was like, "Uh uh-uh, if he a Q, if he is a part of that life, I don't want him because... You know, they liars, they they go hide you in the Walgreens, and they're going to be inconsistent. And, and it was like, what in the world? And even God being as gracious as he is, he surrounded me around people who were a part of frat life to break that mindset. And I remember having a conversation with a friend. Um, her husband was a Q, and he said, listen, I know that we have our reputation, but... Q boys become Omega men. And all of us are not like that. And I was like, dang. Because I used to make statements to him like, you the only Q I like. You know, I don't get along with y'all. And so even now looking back, seeing that God placed those people in my life to show me that, no, you've had this one encounter, but your life doesn't have to look like that moving forward. Nor do you need to continue to show up and move forward in that way. And so then, once again, those just strongholds starting to to break because I have made the decision that I don't want to move forward like that because it's not fun. It's not fun at all. And when it comes to situationship number three, which I already told you, I was being raggedy. And I was like, "Mm mm-hmm, Lord, I don't know what's going on around here, but it ain't giving what it's supposed to give. And so, he was a pastor, which that is what drew me to him, even though I was trying to be raggedy and have a hot girl summer before a hot girl summer was a thing. And then I got in the hot girl summer and was like, "Mm, I don't like you. I I don't belong. I don't belong. But I would make statements again like, oh, if he's in church and he a pastor, girl, you better watch out because he may have a secret life. He may be sleeping with all the women in the church. You just never know. And now it's like, girl, stop. Stop, stop, and stop. 
there are men who are involved in church, who are serving, who have relationships with God or have a relationship with God and they are not gay. And I have to make this claim because I know that cancel culture is real and like there's just all this dialogue about the LGBTQ plus community. Listen, I love the LGBTQ plus community. I ain't got nothing against them. When it comes to me and my dating preferences, it's a no for me. And being open to have that conversation up front because you do have to meet people where they are and be and create a space for people to be vulnerable to share with you. So, you know, I even think about had I had the opportunity to go back in time and have that conversation with situationship number one. Um, just like how I would have handled it handled it then versus now. And you know, you can still say no, this is not my thing, and you don't have to bash whatever it is just because it's not your thing if that makes sense um and so you know just breaking that down and saying you know like church is the worst person or the worst place to find a man no church is a great place to find a man now you do have to be wise and you do have to use your judgment and you have to pray and be led but you have to do the same thing if you're dating somebody who wasn't in the church it comes down to vetting a person and then even with the situationship number two, y'all, this is a transparent moment, but my phone decided that it wanted to take a dip in the pool. And my provider is Verizon. Crazy thing, right? And so I had to go in there, get all the stuff together to get my replacement phone. And when I tell y'all, it was such a beautiful moment to be in the same building where I met that person, situationship number two, and not feel nothing. I was like, girl, the growth is It's giving hydrated and healed. It's giving hydrated and healed, but not allowing that to be a painful memory but a memory of growth and wisdom. It was, y'all, I, I can't even explain it. It was such a beautiful feeling to just be in that building and not feel no kind of way. Or if I met somebody and they told me that they worked for Verizon, like, okay, cool. Like, let me get to know you. Let's move past that. I want to get to know you as a person and not what you do. Hmm? Break, honey, no more hasty generalizations over here. And again, I'm sure there are wonderful people who work at Verizon who know what they want, they are consistent, and who could offer a different experience compared to the one that I had with that one person. And even, y'all, when it comes down to situationship number three with the pastors, it's like, I'm sure that there are some solid pastors who love God, who want to do it his way, and who ain't out here being raggedy. But removing myself from, oh, if he a pastor, he got a secret life, girl, you better run. No. Stop. Cut it out. Uh-uh. And even when it comes to dating somebody with children, now my preference is my preference, okay? 
And I have said, if the Lord told me, angel, this is what I got for you. The man of God that I'm sending to you, he has children. Then cool, because I want what God has for me. Because his plan is way better than my plan. But he ain't told me that. He told me to reach for the stars, baby. Go big or go home. <laughs> and so that ain't what the Lord told me. But now instead of making the claim, okay, well, if they have children, they got baby mama drama, and I slap the kids, the mama and everybody. Now it's more like, okay, you know, this comes from a place of wisdom and, and being in a safe space. Now, I desire to date a man who doesn't have children. One, because I don't want to be attached with all that comes with that. When we're talking about like consideration and being able to move around and move freely. And as somebody who doesn't have children, it's like there's a lot. But my reasonings are not coming from a place of fear based off of my experience where, oh, they got baby mama drama and ain't got time. But no, there are men out here who have great co-parenting relationships, who are healthy, who ain't out here causing foolery and disruption. They hydrated and healed. Yeah. So it all goes back to recognizing that I no longer want to show up using a hurt lens. I want to show up using a hydrated and a healed lens. I want to move forward in using those past experiences to help me move in wisdom and grace and peace and being comfortable to say, okay, mm, I'm not going to ignore the signs, but... I'm also not going to just run for the hills because of certain just basic things, right? So if you meet somebody and you work at Verizon, okay, I'm not going to just dip because you work at Verizon. Let me actually take the time and get to know you. And this was tested when I mentioned Cruise Man. And I'm pretty sure I said to him once he told me that he was a Q that had I met you like three years ago, we wouldn't even be having this conversation and even then like recognizing dang this is just a beautiful moment to see that I didn't run for the hills just because he was a cute I actually took the time to get to know him because y'all it was so bad I wouldn't even talk to co-workers who were cute because I was like uh-uh I ain't got time and then breaking out of that and just just being y'all like I could really talk about this all day because I was being crazy and just moving around in the world, just coming from a place of hurt. And now I've made the decision that I don't want to do that. So if you are saying, you know what, I got some hasty generalizations and I don't want to do that. Let me tell you how you can navigate it. So one. You have to forgive yourself. I said this in the previous episode, and I said a lot. You did what you thought was best, and now that you know better, do better. So forgive yourself for the decisions that you made that led to those hasty generalizations or those ghetto and raggedy situations, right? 
Along with that, you got to take accountability. You have to own your part and you have to see how did you show up to it, right? That it's not you, it's me. Yeah. And then after you kind of clean all that up, then you got to forgive those people because we are all having a human experience and we're all navigating life the way that we think is best. And you may be in a space to where you like, I don't want to be raggedy no more. But the other person, they may not be in that space. So just giving them the grace to navigate that. Now, I'm not saying by no means to keep them around and allow them to keep bringing raggedy behaviors to you. But hey, knowing when to just be like, my time is is up and I'm going to just exit stage left. I'll always... Uh, Be willing to have the conversation with you. But immediately, no, I'm going to move move around and I'm going to go be great. And you go and be great. And for me, doing those three things, like it just kind of opened me up. And then, of course, I always say, like, you got to pray. You got to pray and you got to be led by God. Because God be letting you know when it's time to deal. He lets you know every single time. Like now when I meet somebody, I'd be like, okay, Lord, I need clear direction and I need to operate in you and not from my past experiences because they do come back. They, they try to creep in and they try to be like, mm, you remember this? Mm-mm. Hold up. And just being able to fight against that and be like, no, this is something different and that's how I showed up then, but I want to show up like this now. So you got to be self-aware and you got to recognize when something is going on and listen to your body. If your body is telling you something, I like to refer to the Holy Spirit giving you a nudge. Then, honey, lean into it and figure out <laughs> what it is. So that way you can just show up in a hydrated and healed way. Yeah. And believing that your life can look different. It doesn't have to look like what you have experienced. I say that to myself every day. Like, you've experienced this, but your life can and it will be different. And it will look different. So let's walk into that boldly, fearless. And honey, when I got to call on God, which is daily and frequently, I just call on him and ask him to help me navigate it. But imagine if everybody took that stance in terms of like showing up to the dating pool, how that pee would just start to go ahead and exit and get on up out. Hmm? So my question to you is, what hasty generalizations are you harboring and how can you Move forward in a healthier way. We're not allowing those situations and those claims prevent us from moving into what God has for us. Because, honey, my word says that your best days are ahead. I'm just stating facts. Your best days are ahead. Yeah? Mm, Let me take a sip. I'm feeling hydrated. Mm Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You can find me at Angel Glass Cell or Hydrated and Healed on social media. If you're tuning in by way of Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, or your favorite streaming platform, 
or YouTube, don't forget to rate, review, comment, subscribe, all that, all that. And that's on who? Hydrated and healed.